Listen to God, Job and Shannon. This is Shannon, the faith blogger. I've come to a conclusion. I think I might be able to write an entire dissertation on the book of Job. Don't ask me why or how or what on earth, but lately God has had me meditating on the book of Job. I have to be honest, when I first read Job when I was a baby, baby Christian, I thought Job was a whiny baby. I kind of felt like his wife did when she told him to curse God and die. The book dragged on and on and on, and it never seemed to get better. I mean, the Lord had to intervene on his sob story and set him straight. And then the Lord blessed him and he lived to be over a hundred years old. You know, just your average simple Bible story. I hope you can sense my sarcasm. Job's story highlights a lot of bad days and bad breaks in his life. Which to us is sad because Job was God's guy, the guy who feared the Lord and lived by all of his commandments. If there was a college course in being a Christian, Job would have most certainly been the valedictorian. He lived such a God-fearing life that God and Satan got into a she's all that sort of bet over Job and his soul. He was stricken with boils, lost his family, his livelihood, and everything important to him in a matter of moments. His seemingly perfect marriage went by the wayside when his wife saw what a sad mess he had turned into, and instead of praying to God and asking him for relief, she turns to Job and pretty much tells him to kick rocks in Old Testament terms. Give this guy his own reality show already. Job was distressed in every single sense of the word. He was anxiety-redden, depressed, and feeling completely abandoned by God. His friends came to minister to him, but instead of speaking life into him, they spoke condemnation and judgment all over him. They questioned his faith, questioned his stability, and questioned the moral fiber of his being. I put friends in quotes, by the way, because those aren't real friends. Granted, Job was going through a really, really, really rough time. You didn't see any of the other people in the town with boils covering their body and no family to call their own. He was a pariah, a loser, a sad case. Yet even in his sad case and sheer distress, Job praised and worshipped God. Job never wavered in his belief that God is good and makes all bad things work together for his good and his glory. Even in the darkest of the darkest valley, Job gave God the glory. Even though he had deep feelings of resentment and anger toward God, he still knew and acknowledged the divine power of God. Shouldn't we all, as brothers and sisters in Christ, follow Job's lead and give God the glory, even when he seems to have completely abandoned us? Job is the book in the Bible that the questioning and cynical mind should read. I should know, because I have a pretty questioning and cynical mind myself. The book of Job is the book in the Bible that the broken-hearted believer should cling the tightest to. Job highlights beautifully, I might add, the goodness of God even in the deepest, darkest valleys of life. 
Job is the book that I think might bring a lot of lost and wandering souls back to Christ. Not because it has a happy ending, but because it has an awful mess of a middle. The thing I think Job is most unwilling to let go of is not his family or his good looks, but his belief that God cannot possibly let bad things happen to good and God-fearing people. Surely bad things happen to bad people, but bad things can't happen to good people. Yeah, we all think that. We're all wrong. Because the book of Job shows us that no matter how blameless of a life we are leading, we will never get to heaven apart from knowing God and his son, Jesus Christ. Even before Job knew that Jesus was going to be born in a manger to a virgin woman, Job knew that Jesus was his redeemer. Before Jesus was beaten and brutally murdered on a cross for all of our sins, Job knew that God was sovereign and able to save anyone who came to him. Before Jesus conquered the grave and arrested death, Job knew that God would go before him and work all things together for his good and glory. We all know that God is in the restoration business. Job was living proof of that. He took the broken pieces that Job gave him and restored them to his perfect plan. The Lord took what Job had given him and given Job way more than he expected. He lived 140 years, y'all, and he saw his great-great-great-great-grandchildren. Could you even imagine? What a blessing that would be to see your family grow and grow and grow beyond your wildest dreams. That's what Job best represents to me. The absolute goodness of God. Yeah, God restores even the most disastrous of situations. God takes what you give him and he weaves it into something better than you ever imagined. God can take a shipwreck and make it walk on water. There is nothing too big or too impossible for God. He is the Alpha and the Omega, remember? God doesn't hand out rewards for doing the religious thing. He honors those who do the right thing. Job did the right thing. Job did some wrong things. But Job gave God the glory in all things. And that is what is most important to God. He sees our hearts and the motivation behind all that we do. He knows what our truest motives are, and he judges us based on those. That's why Jesus dying on the cross is so fundamental to our faith. We wouldn't be able to get to heaven and know God our Father without the sacrifice Jesus made for us. Because you can't get to heaven with a checklist and a record of your tithing. You get to heaven one way and one way only. Jesus. If I could offer you a piece of advice this week, read or reread the book of Job for yourself. Take notes. Listen to what the Holy Spirit is whispering into your heart as you read the words of a guy who had nothing but his faith. And remember that as you approach anything difficult this week, if Job could make it through body boils and not curse God and die, you can do this. Your body boils may not be literal, but know that whatever plagues you, God sees you and hears you and is working for you. He has you in the palm of his hand, and he is not going to let this valley keep you from him. Praying for you, friend.
episode of Shannon the Faith Blogger. Connect with Shannon and read her latest blog at holymamablogger.wordpress.com. While you're there, sign up for Faith Blogger devotionals and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite listening platform. Praying for you, friend. See you on the next episode. Thank you.